Good morrow to you all. You have fallen on bad times. Brought to you by the Royal Holloway Shakespeare Society. You join me, Theo Dudridge. And me, Subhan Hay, as we bear some bardy truths. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bar Times. This week I'm joined by Cordelia Tarbrook, President of the Student Workshop. Say hi Corky. Hello. Um, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, the third year life is an interesting life, but we, we <laughs> move, we move. Um, so Cordelia Tarbrook, as I said, is the current President of Student Workshop. Uh, she also played Alex's mum in Love You Lost in first year. She was the publicity officer of Student Workshop in her first year. Um, you've also done publicity for a couple of shows. I think Little Bear was uh, one of the ones you did. And you also co-directed Butterfly Effect, as well as being a founding member of the Morosophy uh, Theatre Group. As mentioned, you are the current president of Student Workshop. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what Student Workshop is? Yeah, for sure. So, um... The Student Workshop is a student-led theatre company that's um, affiliated with the drama department at Royal Holloway. So um, rather than working like a society, we try to mirror the way that we work with a professional theatre company. Um, okay. So we develop kind of in-house productions um, that our members can come and bid to us um, and we help them develop original work that will then eventually be put on within the departmental spaces. So we're very lucky we have the Boiler House Theatre and the Carroll Churchill Theatre um, that we can use for any in-house productions that um, we develop. Um, we also offer other opportunities to kind of give students a way into the industry. So like workshops with industry professionals, scrap okay. nights to trial work, um, yeah. as well as, you know, like your social events and all that other fun stuff. Very um, good, very so, good. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, how did you get involved in Student Workshop? So I was thinking about this the other day because I was on committee since my first year, but I don't yeah. actually remember how, <laughs> <laughs> I think, because I never, I didn't actually run for a committee role when I was in my first year, because yeah. obviously when you're in first year, the only role you can go for is the first year rep because yeah. the committee will have been elected before you join the uni. Um and I think at around Christmas time, I ended up doing the publicity for a main term show, as you mentioned, Little Bear. Um, yeah. And right as I started doing the publicity for Little Bear and released all of their logos and um, publicity images and things like that, the current student workshop publicity officer had to step down from their role um, because okay. of other commitments. Um, yeah. So because I was doing Little Bear at the time, Phoebe, who was the current president, while we were in first year, just basically approached me and said, um, we've seen that you do publicity. Um, is there any chance you could join committee? So then as of the January of our first year, I was then um, on committed in their publicity and then carried that on through my second year as well. So, incredible, yeah. incredible stuff. Um, how are you finding the workload for that generally? Because you've done a fair bit of publicity stuff like over the course of your year at Holloway, like what's the workload like? Yeah, um, it varies. Um, particularly with publicity, it varies a lot. Um, I know you've spoken to Tom on here before about um, yeah. and things like that. Um, but it is very, very hit and miss. You know, you have times where there's a million events on that need a million graphics to, yeah. to be made for them. <laughs> and then you have other times where, you know, one one project comes up and you're super excited because there's finally <laughs> something to publicize <laughs> again 
Um, so I think because I've kind of taken that on since my first year, you know, being in a student workshop show, publicizing a show and publicizing yeah. committee and publicizing for Blackhound and, and doing things with other companies elsewhere on top of my degree, I think I've got used to a big workload. And okay. so now a big workload doesn't really bother me. I'm fine with a big Fair. workload, but a massive workload. I'm then suddenly <laughs> like go into overdrive and I'm like, what's happening? Um, so I think I've always been fine with the workload because I've just been used to it really over the last three years. Fair. Has that ever been a moment where you've been sent publicity? Like, okay, you've got like a day to put this together or like oh an hour to gosh. put this together. Let me tell you, there's, <laughs> there's been times, there has been so many times where it's been like you know I don't know 5 p.m and someone has needed something to be up by 6 p.m that kind of thing um so there's been so (laughs) many quick turnarounds um you know that is something that used to really freak me out but then it got to the point where it didn't phase me anymore because (laughs) this kind of became part of the job um then of course (laughs) make something and they say oh actually no can we change this or can we add this can we take this away yeah you have to be like yep of course get it done and get it out within the next kind of 10 minutes (laughs) you're just like panicking just like okay i'm trying my best i know the internal panic I always feel guilty when I message Ashton about something like, hi, could you get this up by like 6pm tonight, yeah, please? Yeah, that's the thing, uh, that's now like, now being president after doing the company's publicity for the last two years, Yeah. Um, I now feel so guilty when I have to message Jack, who's our publicity officer. Yeah. He's absolutely incredible. Like I'll, I'll text him and say, and I'm so apologetic in my text because I've been in his position for two years. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but is there any chance you could get this up? Like, um, and he just straight away is like, yep, yeah, sure. And just, and just does it. Um, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any favorite memories from the shows or events you've been a part of with Student Workshop? Um, I've got so many. Um, I think something that really stands out to me was the... Uh, dress rehearsal for um, when I performed in Love You Lost in the first term of my first year. Okay. Because as um, when you're in your first term of your first year at Royal Holloway, you haven't done any performance yet on the course. Yeah. Um, so you haven't worked with the CCT tech. You haven't really worked with the tech team, things like that. And so I just remember walking into that dress rehearsal and the rig was down. Everyone was so excited. All the tech team were there. Um, Phoebe who I mentioned was present at the time came in and gave us all a row and it was just like just the energy of it was so exciting and I think that was probably the last time really that we had that proper real show week experience any kind of covid online shenanigans going on so that that's probably a standout student workshop memory so yeah, as you kind of mentioned, uh, you also do work for a theatre company back home, which is Black Hound. Um, how did you get involved with them? Yeah, so Black Hound is a independent company based in Somerset, where I'm from. Um, nice. And it's just approaching its five-year anniversary in Incredible. November, which is really exciting. Um, and that began... Five years ago, my boyfriend, who um, wasn't my boyfriend at the time, we were just friends. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> He started a theatre company and everyone just was like, wow, this this boy, he's like, you know, what, 15, 15 years old and he's starting his own theatre company. That's incredible. And, you know, he had he had a cast rehearsing like in a park, you know, things like that. And yeah. 
just trying to get this show on and, and starting his his own theatre company to to do the show um, under and it was just incredible and then he we were just kind of talking about it and he needed someone to do their social media and things like that and of course at this stage I was 15 <laughs> I hadn't worked for a theatre company before um, yeah and uh, I was doing photography GCSE at the time and I was really into photography and things like that um, and so we were just talking and then I was like yeah look like you know we decided that I would come on board with the social media and stuff and I think at the time I probably didn't think much of it because we were still in school that kind of thing I think yeah just a little a little thing that that he was doing um and then it just grew and grew and grew and um I've just kind of stayed working with them ever since that's incredible because I I mean completely as an outsider I thought this was a long-running sort of theatre company that had been set up and it was something you guys did the fact this was like a a kind of student-led young person-led theatre company that is insane um because that kind of segues nicely into uh morosophy because that was a theatre company that was also kind of student-led uh at this uni uh so can you tell yeah. us a bit about how that came to be and yeah. how that sort of started up yeah so as i mentioned um i was in love you lost in the first time of my first year and yeah. that was directed by joshua thomas who is um who's amazing he he wrote and directed the piece um and he knew before before we'd even finished the show, he knew that that, that wasn't going to be the end. He knew that that he wanted to work on it further and he wanted to take it somewhere else. Yeah. So himself and Jacob Gregory, who was the DSM, um, and Martha Adams, who was the producer, um, decided that they were gonna they were gonna keep keep developing this and take it further. Um so less than two months later they were sat in meetings preparing to take it to Edinburgh in 2020. Um, and Josh, obviously I was in the show and, and wanted to be in the show in Edinburgh again. Yeah. And Josh came to me and was like, will you do our publicity? Um, and to be a first year who had then been asked to be on a crew, to me at the time, that was just mind blowing. I was like, of course I will. And like just jumped on that opportunity like you would yeah. be. Um, <laughs> And we would sit in a library room at like midnight all through January, like just working, <laughs> working on this Edinburgh application, choosing the venue, designing yeah. logos, publicity, all of this kind of thing. Um, and yeah, and then once all the applications and things were done, of course, Edinburgh then got cancelled for that year. Um, big sad, a big, big sad. A very big sad. And um, it worked out well because it gave Josh loads of time to then work on the script. It gave us time to rebrand the company because, you know, as I said, sitting in a sitting in a library room at midnight, designing a logo, like, <laughs> you know, we we the classic student times. <laughs> yeah, we were of course we were blessed with the time in the end, like after it was cancelled. Um, and yeah, we picked up new crew members along the way. We lost some people on along the way with people graduating and and going into new jobs. All yeah, amazing things like that. Um, and. Yeah, the company just kind of had a year to mould into what it is now. So, as you mentioned with uh, Morosophy um, and Love You Lost, you took the show up to Fringe, specifically the Edinburgh Fringe uh, this year. So, uh, what was that experience like? Uh, and can you tell us a bit about uh, how that kind of... Well, you already told us a bit about how it came to be, but like what the process <laughs> was like actually 
going up and doing the production and just experiencing like it was a, it was a week's run wasn't it mm -hmm. yes. roughly a week's run at the Edinburgh Fringe what was that like yeah so as I mentioned it got cancelled the first time um, and we were gutted but that was absolutely a blessing in disguise because um, it meant once we had had that year to kind of fundraise and think about things and refine things yeah when we actually ended up taking Love You Lost to Edinburgh in 2021 um, so this summer we we were just so ready for it, so excited for it. We had a really tight cast who had spent loads of time working together on it and, and kind of had a whole year essentially to prepare. Um, and then we had a really intensive week in Egham before we went where we just rehearsed yeah. you know, nine to five days um, for a week in Medicine Beer Garden. Um, <laughs> nice, uh, the best it, venue, the best Yeah, venue. absolutely. It actually <laughs> makes a really good rehearsal space. Because <laughs> I, I think another uh, group who went to Camden Fringe, uh, Mischief and Mayhem, they use that space to rehearse as yes, well. Yeah, And it is, in, it is it is a really nice area because yeah, it's it's, the gate's always open. You can just walk in and do whatever. But Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, so then once we'd had that week all together, um, rehearsing really hard for it, we then traveled up to Edinburgh, um, and just that, just traveling up with everyone in itself was just such, yeah. such a good experience. It was just so much fun. Um, and we got there and we were in uni halls. Um, so we all were basically living in a flat together nice. and it was just incredible to actually, after essentially two years really of waiting to be out on the miles seeing our posters up we had um we had our publicity on lamppost wraps so we would be walking around Incredible. and just see love you lost on a lamppost um, <laughs> which was probably one of the most mind-blowing moments for me especially as a yeah as someone who does publicity to see something that you've designed on a lamppost in edinburgh like forever <laughs> to see was just crazy um, like I'm st I still think about it now and I'm like what <laughs> um so yeah and then it was just a week's a week's worth of flyering promoting the show um talking to reviewers and selling out really <laughs> nice um because you sold out was it is it was four out of five was it yeah. that you sold out yeah. that's incredible for a friend show like for any show that matter that is that is incredible yeah. um any any plans that you want to exclusively reveal or Ooh. are things still kind of up in the air at the minute yeah I think things are still just kind of bubbling away from post Edinburgh really um Fair. we were so lucky to 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 get those sellouts because um originally we would have had like a I think it was like an 11 in the morning midday-ish kind of slot that was yeah. what we were meant to have and then because loads of companies were then not going to the fringe because of COVID and travel yeah. and things like that, we then actually got offered a primetime 6.45 slot in an 80-seater venue. That's so cool. We, which we wouldn't have got as a student company. You just wouldn't get that any other time. Yeah. Um, and we were so lucky in the sense that that opportunity came up rather, like quite last minute um, and we were able to sell it out. And so it was just, it was just one of the, biggest ways that we could have you know launched the company really <laughs> um yeah and so I think you know that kind of that was just a crazy exciting experience that then we thought when we got back we were like okay we need to take some time to properly think about what what we're going to do next um yeah. so kind of you know without saying too much because things are very very rough at the moment um 
we have a new script, a new original script in development that will be written by Josh. Um, okay. And we're looking at small R&D venues to kind of trial some new material and just kind of see what our next big project is. Nice. Incredible. It's, it's interesting you mentioned kind of opportunities because of COVID. I was part of a show um, just before Christmas, actually, where uh, our tech and dress was on the day of the London Tier 4 announcement. So uh, about halfway through the day, we all got told to like meet in the main kind of foyer area and like the theatre manager came to speak to us and was like, well, the announcements just come out and like in normal circumstances, you know, we'd have to close the theatre. However, um, and they basically offered us, um, we could still rehearse up until Thursday night. And then they offered us to, they offered the opportunity for us to stream our show. So it would be available for two weeks on the theatre company's website and they're able to view that. But the fact that you actually got to do this live with a live audience is incredible. And that's a great achievement to have done. Um, I look forward to see uh, what comes from Morosophy in the future. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, so I've got another question for you. What would you say is your favourite part of being in the theatre doing a live show? Oh, so much. I love <laughs> I love the adrenaline that the live aspect gives you. Yeah. Gives you. Um <laughs> I love I love it. Like I love to do stage management and things like that. Um yeah. just to kind of be backstage and just I think for me I just love knowing that anything could go wrong at any given moment. <laughs> <laughs> um uh. and it's just it's just the thrill of it. Um, you know, like when you kind of see everyone has their little rituals and their their way of of coping with it like to see yeah. past doing their thing to see the director's reaction to it to see just to see everything come together from an outside eye it's just the best feeling in the world you can't really describe it <laughs> i know the feeling i know the feeling uh what's been sort of the most interesting thing that's happened on live theater whether it's like a, a mess up or just a, a glorious moment of just pure improv or Ooh. pure magic Okay, I've got a, a scary moment and a glorious moment, so I'll give you both. Go on. Go on. <laughs> scariest moment that was also kind of like exhilarating <laughs> was I <laughs> I stage managed a ballet of Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. Um, and they had these um, these like wooden doors. They were door frames that were on wheels and had actual doors, and yeah. the, the dancers kind of moved these door frames around the stage. Um, and the audience is raked so the first row were on the stage and the audience rakes up yeah. um, and one of the doors um just fell on the front row oh geez okay and so an, like just a door just fell on an audience member and at the time like no no one knew what to do no one knew how to react it was just one of those things where on stage they had to just sort it out but it was okay. the fact one of the dancers was pushing the door and went down with the door oh, and just had, to, just had to fix it there and then and no. it was like everything just it was like someone just pressed pause on the world and I just stopped and everything froze and I was like oh my goodness <laughs> um but then it was all fine um and uh I have to say a glorious moment probably came for Love You Lost in Edinburgh like <laughs> assistant directing with Josh I would sit with him in the audience every night and we would still have the same nerves watching it every night mm -hmm. and um Ethan Chapel Mason who is um is amazing he was in the show um yeah. 
he decided each night that he would would change one of his lines and okay. add in little ad libs um nice and so one of my favorite moments would be sitting and waiting to see what ad lib he was he was going to come <laughs> out with and some of them that he came out with i was fully in tears laughing and obviously no one else in the audience knew it was an ad lib yeah um, and they must be thinking like what's why is this girl crying over here like is she okay <laughs> um but that just just waiting for that and the response to that is also another one of my favorite moments of of watching anything live <laughs> oh um i've got one which i just thought of um i was in a production of body and clyde um, I think it was one of the last productions I did with my theatre company back home before coming to uni. And uh, what happened was uh, I was playing Buck and there was a scene where I have to disguise myself in this women's salon by tying a towel turban around my head. Now, what the director did was they deliberately gave me a shorter towel than normal. So the towel turban every night would just fall. So it got to the dress rehearsal, I was doing it, towel turban just fell. And it came to the night of the show, which was being recorded. So there's a moment where you just see this towel turban fall ever so slowly, just <laughs> on my face over time. And it's a moment where it just covers my face completely. And I'm just like, I've still got to act like this. But yeah. the audience are loving it. So you kind of just accept your fate at that point and just yeah. go with it, uh, especially with a musical. You just have a bit of fun with it. It's all yeah, good. I love that. You just have to go with it. <laughs> It's just you've ex you got to commit to the bit. <laughs> commit to the bit. Oh. <laughs> so, um, putting on a production, starting up a theatre company, um, putting a production up at any fringe festival is no easy feat. Do you have any advice for anyone wishing to put together some theatre with the view of taking it up to a festival or just putting it on anywhere in a venue or at uni, or just yeah? Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing I would say is, well, there's a couple of things actually, but the biggest thing I would say is just go for it. If you want it, go for it. You know, no idea is too big. Um, just do it. And in order to do it, surround yourself with people that you love working with and that you trust, you know, people who, um, people who you know are going to be there to kind of help you at, at any hurdle, because it's, yeah. it, as you say, it's, it's not easy to put on a production as it is let alone if you're taking it to various places around the country or or the world or wherever you want to take it yeah. um, you know knowing that you don't have to do it all yourself and you have those people working with you is just is just the best thing um you know just knowing that you don't have to take on every single bit of admin every single bit of the creative yeah creative side you know have those people there that you can delegate roles to and and share the process with um and just enjoy it and enjoy working with them In incredible that's that's amazing advice it's amazing advice so we're now going to move on to the news section uh so <laughs> you mentioned uh before uh, a guy called ethan chapel mason who is the director of um a show at the carol churchill theater which is 27 ways to heaven uh can you tell us a little bit more about the show yeah, he'll love that he's been name dropped twice now. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ethan is um, has written and is directing 27 Ways to Heaven, which is um, the student workshops production this term. Um, so 27 Ways to Heaven um, is a really, really exciting piece that kind of explores um, elements of gig theatre and things. So it's the first time that the student workshop have had 
cast members um, coming into auditions with an instrument in hand or, you know, okay. the first time there's ever been kind of, I mean, in our time at, at Royal Halloween, we're the first time that there's been yeah. a um, sort of integration of, of live music with within the work. So, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty big selling point. It's the first yeah. time, first <laughs> time we've seen anything like this. Um, so hopefully the the tech team will have a have an absolute dream with it. Um, <laughs> With all of the big incredible cast with all of their musical talent um nice so yeah incredible stuff and uh finally can you give us any more insight with projects that you have coming up with the student workshop or black hound potentially yeah for sure so um as i mentioned with black hound they're approaching the five-year anniversary um, so, um, once that has kind of, once we celebrate that in November, there'll be loads of projects, um, kind of bubbling away under the surface. Um, so definitely, I'm going to just shameless plug, if everyone follows, <laughs> uh, BHoundP on Instagram, nice, then, nice. uh, you will, you will be able to see, um, see everything that comes from our five-year celebrations. Um, in terms of the student workshop, um, We've got loads of uh, workshops coming up, so um, we'll be working alongside the department and offering some opportunities with um, within Greek theatre. Um, oh, interesting. We had, yeah, we had a creative producing workshop the other day with an amazing um, freelance theatre producer that was so insightful um, into the industry and roles within the industry. So my my goal is to get them back soon so that anyone nice. who's sick can come and learn a bit about the role of creative producing um I think it's a role that everyone in theatre should learn about um because it's so integral um, yeah so we'll have a lot of other workshops um in terms of sort of career career paths and things like that because I think that's one of my biggest biggest goals as president is to almost give people a little a little step up into the industry um as best we can um, and we've got a kind of reimagined Matt B that will be kind of all revealed soon. Um, Exciting so stuff. Anyone, yes, anyone who doesn't know, Matt B is Midnight at the Boiler House, which is like a scratch showcase that we do um, in the Boiler House <laughs> of all places um, every term. Uh, it's not at midnight though, uh, but it's in the Boiler House. A big shame, a big and, shame. I know. <laughs> um, and um, so, yeah, that gives people an opportunity to submit original work uh Theo I know you've been in a few Matt B's I have yeah yeah so that gives people a chance to kind of it's like a scratch night of original yeah. work and um we're kind of growing it a little bit over the next few weeks ready to okay. share with everyone so that's that's probably uh the biggest thing we've got coming as well Incredible. as 27 ways to heaven uh, yeah. at the end of November amazing stuff amazing stuff um so because this is a shakespeare society podcast i'm gonna ask you uh the question that i'm sure all of you is want to know what is your favorite shakespeare play oh um <laughs> probably all's well that ends well interesting yeah interesting. i just it's always been the most gripping plot for me fair I also did kind of want to say King Lear because my name is Lear, <laughs> but I thought that'd be nice, that'd nice. <laughs> a little, a little bit just uh, well, got to get the name drop in there somewhere. I know there are, there are no Theos in Shakespeare, which is a big sad, a big sad. But um, there you go. Um, I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, so thank you very much for uh, coming on the show, Cordelia. It's been a pleasure thank having you. you. 
Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Bard Times. I have been your host, Theo Dudridge, and in the words of the Bard himself, have patience and endure. Take care, everyone.